This is Matt Blaze Love Talk. And as the commercial said at the beginning, it's free. <laughs> it's free to record your own podcast on Anchor. Um, um, starting off, I just want to uh, recap one of my previous uh, podcasts uh, for just a couple minutes, just maybe two or three minutes um, on being woke in a relationship. And then I want to continue on on my February 3rd podcast. Um, I had a few more recordings that uh, came up uh, about uh, your best moments in your relationship, past or present. Okay. So, first things first. Um, making my mark 51 at gmail.com if you want to comment or ask questions. And here's our first guest. Matt Blaze, love talk. Here's a definition of what woke is. Say a few words for me, Mr. Johnson. Yes. Hey, Matthew. It's so good to talk with you. And what a great topic, being woke in a relationship. You know, it's very interesting because as I was telling you earlier, love is blind. And it's hard to be woke when you have all kinds of emotions that are streaming through your body and wanting you just to be loved, just want peace, just want it to be right. But then again, if you're with somebody who it feels good, but there's something wrong, when that happens, you don't see the red flags. When that happens, you let things go that you wouldn't normally let go. So being woke is being aware. You know, it's almost like trust but verify. Being woke in a very love-oriented relationship usually doesn't happen until you had something bad happen to you in a previous relationship, and it makes your sensors alert. But all you want is love, so you try your best to let it happen. But being woke is always a situation to where you just want to be where you want it to be good. You want to let it go. You want to just make things perfect. And a lot of times it will. But being woke is that you are aware so you don't get fooled. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Life Coach Eddie Johnson and Lifelong Friend. Well, folks, we're going to continue with our topic of February 3rd now. I just wanted to get a little taste of both sides. Uh, you know, uh, the topic was just positive. I just wanted to continue to be positive and continue to be Think about really, really good things that happen in a relationship. So um, I don't know how long I'm going to keep doing this positive, just positive, uh, because it, it feels good. It feels really good. I mean, I could just keep doing this over and over again. 
Um, I got a few examples of really good relationships, some good friends of mine. Um, here's one of them. This is Matt Blaze Love Talk. You can go. I can go. Yeah, this is uh, James Pierce. I'm happy to be on Love Talk. How's everybody doing out there tonight? You hear the roars of, of screaming and shouting? That's that's all for you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like they know who I am. Everybody knows you. Uh, not as world renowned as you might think, my friend. <laughs> not as world as renowned as you can world renowned as you might think. All right, well, go ahead and tell us some of your best moments in relationships, past, present, whatever. Uh, the moments when you realize, I think the best moments is when you realize that, okay, they're really here for you. You know, whoever your person is, is really, truly there for you. And for me, it was one of those, it was one of those things when, you know, we young, crazy, we just finished knocking the boots, we having a good time, having a, you know, the whole thing. And she's like, let me get up and fix you some dinner. You know, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, young and crazy. So we talking early 20s, right? And she got up and fix dinner and let me chill. And that was one of the things that's like, hmm. Nobody ever did that before. But it was one of those things that made me look at it like, okay, this is what, from my side of things, it looks like somebody is taking care of me. I remember I used to be a butcher. There's another one. Kind of on the same lines, though. I used to be a butcher. So I used to have to be at work at 4 o'clock in the morning. So me and my woman, after we got married, she moved in with me a whole nine yards, right? <clears throat> I'm getting up. It's three o'clock. I don't expect her to get up at all. So I get up to take my shower, get ready to do my thing. I come out and and, and this chick is in the kitchen cooking me like breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Because she knew she wanted to take care of me. She knew, and that was a, like this really warm and fuzzy feeling. Now, I was like, I told her, I said, look, girl, it is three something in the morning. Go to sleep. I can fix me something. I can fix me something to eat, but I appreciate it. It's when you you really realize that somebody's gonna put in a little bit of effort to appreciate you for what you're doing for them. She appreciated the fact that I was trying to go out in into the world and provide and deal with these crazy people at my job and the cornball management that I had to deal with. But she was trying to make it so that uh, it was a little bit less of a burden. And I think that's when, like, one of the best moments when you realize that the person that you with is trying to make your life better and make it less than a burden. You know, you realize that they appreciate you. So that's when I can. Um, another amazing moment is when I proposed to my wife. It was her 25th birthday, and. I got her 25 gifts. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Some 
gifts were spread out. So like I got her a pair of socks and on gift number nine, she got the right sock. And on gift number 17, she got the other sock. We'll be honest with you. And through that night, throughout that night, I just gave her 25 little, you know, little gifts. And early on in it, I gave her a ring, just like a nice ring. So I knew she wasn't expecting the ring, the ring, you know, the engagement ring. And uh, we were out, we were at Ralph and Cat Cools in Metairie. Uh, if you don't know him, I'm, I'm from Louisiana, from Orleans. And we was at this nice restaurant. Um, not, you know, Michelin star restaurant, but a nice restaurant. And uh, there was a bunch of people around, and I really wanted to give her the ring there. And I said, I got one more gift for you. And she's like, oh, wait till we get home, wait till we get home, wait till we get home. And I really wanted to pop the questionnaire, but I didn't. Wait till we got home. And uh, I told her a long time before that, I said, if I get married, I'm only doing this once. Once. That's it. And uh, when we got home, and I opened up the box, and I got on my knee, and I showed after to really marry me. And watching her immediately break down and cry and say yes. And to know that how much just the thought of me asking for her hand in marriage and how much it, it meant to her. To know that I was somebody that important in somebody else's life. That's an amazing moment. That's an amazing moment.
that's the key. The downs have been few. Very few. So we're going to keep this going. Nothing but good stuff. Um, you know, we can look at relationships and look at the downs and talk about the downs and we can talk about the negative and we can try to find solutions. Solutions to problems. Um, man, all I know is, is that uh, I just want to be upbeat right now. We'll worry about the solutions in later episodes. Solutions, solutions, solutions. Let's hear some more good stuff. This is Matt Blaze Love Talk with a special okay. guest. Go for it, special guest. Oh, 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 Mr. Mr. Blaze. Always good to talk to you. Always good to be in the mix. It's your boy, Ezra. And uh, let me in on, well... Let's see, kind of give me a little heads up here. We're going to be talking about my relationship and, um, well, some of the best times of my relationship. Um, there have been so many, and I'll, 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 I'll preface this with if, uh, if you're with the right one, you should be losing count of how many good times you have. If you can count only one or two good times you've had with somebody, <laughs> Maybe you need to readjust things, but because I have had countless with with mine, um, um, I, mean, I think I'll dive right into one of one of mine is when we first started dating each other. My wife now, um, when we first started dating each other, and things were kind of getting to a point of I think she might be someone I want to commit to. We reached a point of. She was still kind of talking to someone else, too, but was going to give somebody a chance she had already given a chance to. And I felt, you know what, and this is the God honest truth, I told her, you know what, you you don't have to be with uh, me, but I don't want you to be with that person either. Because it was somebody I knew that just wasn't going to work well with her. And I feel like that was a spark that really ignited the rest of our relationship because... We built our relationship off of off of respect and off of love as well because I wanted her to just have respect for herself. Um, and the reason that led to such a good time is because I feel that a lot of relationships, um, you need to respect yourself and love yourself as much as you respect and love each other. So that's kind of the cornerstone of all of our good times that we've had because we let ourselves enjoy our good times. Um, I talk to a lot of people that are in relationships right now that don't get to enjoy good times because there's not a respect for each other, a 100% respect for each other and themselves. And it reciprocates. So it's a big deal for me to kind of talk about that. And I happened to talk about it the other day with some people at work. I was like, well, and I met my wife. So it just, it puts a smile on my face because it's what started it all. Um, and then probably, I would say another, probably one of the best times of my life, whether it was 
after we got married, um, we had some hectic things happened before our wedding, but I would say after our wedding, um, we didn't plan a honeymoon. <laughs> we didn't go, all right, here, we're going to go spend millions of dollars and go to this. We didn't have a big old anything. We basically, maybe three days before the wedding, we just said, you know what? We live near Hollywood. We love going to Hollywood. So we just looked up ahead and said, hey, what's going on in Hollywood? And lo and behold, we just we came across uh one of our favorite electronic uh, duos, Chromio, was DJing at this hotel. And what was so fun about it was the sporadicness of, we, we just rolled with it. We just said, all right, well, we're, like when we left for Hollywood, we knew it wasn't gonna take us long. We we had a, our, the night of our wedding, we stayed at Madonna Inn. The day after, we just kind of took our sweet time rolling down there to Hollywood. We got there, everything was just at our own pace, no rush, everything just worked out beyond perfect, and it was such a good time because I think plans and things, we get stressed out with plans, and we didn't let any of that get in the way of just, we just loved our time together, and that was really it, there was no, no commitment to anything except for, well, we know they're on at midnight or so, and we're... It's nine in the morning. We could take our sweet time, and every every mo the 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 environment was great. It was a hotel. It was a lot of people a little bit younger than us all at this thing, so we felt like really young at heart because we're freshly married, and people were buying us drinks, and it was it was perfection. I don't think I could have asked for more. That was probably one of the greatest times of. Uh, my life with her and there are so many but that one I'm, I'm tied to it because of the sporadicness and the no stress because that's kind of our, how our lives have been since you know you make plans but when life doesn't go according to plan it's how you move with the changes in plans you know, God always has something in store for you that you might not know and we're learning as we practice faith a bit more as we progress in our relationship, especially the last few months, last we've been really hanging on to faith and we're going, you know what? You learn to roll with it and just appreciate what you have in front of you and what you're getting and not stress out of our plans so much. And I hope any couples listening to this can learn something from that and from this story and that Hey, maybe things will go according to plan. Don't stress about the plan. Enjoy the challenge. Enjoy the challenge of getting to adjust to your plan. Just like a road might be closed to get somewhere, and there's another way. Be like, hey, we get to check out a new road. We get to go a different way. We'll still get where we need to go, but just, you know, and then, yeah, just enjoy the journey because that's what life all is is moments and moments in a journey and my honeymoon was the perfect example of that <laughs> sorry to ramble on there but no no keep story. going keep going I've got I've got another I've got a I've got a few more I can tell you if you'd like <laughs> I got one more if you want well I'm sure the audience will enjoy whatever you want well we're <laughs> we we have a, it's kind of an amalgamation of uh, of multiple stories, but we 
we have this kind of luck, the way my wife and I carry ourselves around. We've had just really good luck with meeting celebrities, comedians, performers, musicians. Wait, uh, repeat that again. I dropped the microphone. You, uh, you, you said you met with celebrity comedians. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we uh, for some reason, just, I don't know, how, it's just how we carry ourselves. We've met, uh, like, the, the DJ duo we were there to see on our honeymoon. We happened to be taking our own little adventure from the hotel. We went to that, um, our own path. We, we didn't go where everybody else was going, and the way we decided to walk, we met the DJs we, we were there to see. We're like, oh, my gosh, it's Chromio. So we met them, and... That was really random, and it was beautiful. We met a, uh, we met Andy Dick in Hollywood. We we uh, we met um, uh, comedian uh, uh, Chris D'Elia. We met him after a show. We just we have this luck, and when we meet people, they're always really really nice to us, and we don't go hog wild when we meet them. We we know they're normal people, but we've had conversations with a lot of these people that we've met, and it's been. It's been such a blessing because, yeah, uh, Charlie Tuna from Jurassic 5, great, great, one of my favorite MCs, one of our favorite MCs, we met him in Slow, oh gosh, I'm sitting here with my wife right now, so we're kind of just rolling down the list, um, our favorite band is 311, and we've randomly met members of that band through a lot of chance encounters, we got engaged at one of their shows, and the and her first show, yeah, my wife had never seen 311, and they're a really good reggae rock band. If you don't know who they are, they're very positive. And got engaged at one of their shows. I, I kind of popped the question in front of a whole crowd of people out front of the show. Before the show, there's a whole line. So everybody saw us get engaged, and the singer threw a shout-out during the show and said, we heard someone got engaged, but we couldn't get his attention. And later that night, we sent a tweet out to him and said, hey, uh, you said you wanted to see who was that got engaged. And then randomly, six months later, they were playing somewhere up in San Jose, and we said, hey, you said you wanted to meet the people that got engaged in San Diego. And we went to this place where they meet before the shows and you guys came out of nowhere and he's like hey uh are you the people right well there's there's nick hexham that's their singer and he came out and met us and took pictures and yeah we he held the ring he's like oh yeah we said oh you said you wanted to see a ring because you don't believe there's engagement without a ring and so i gave him the ring let him hold it and he was like oh cool and we just have all, had all these really chance encounters and it's 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 really added to the, the fun things we already do because we love going to shows and we just we just take our time with them and you know it's a, it's a big thing for I I think uh, you know I, my my wife we have stressful jobs and we have so when we're together a lot of people say relationships take work and they do but I think people um, mix up the word work or work means different things to different people so for my wife and I maintenance it's maintenance it's not work like self care for yourself yeah it is self care because the thing is that we we don't uh 
I believe that if you're working, working on your relationship, it should be maintenance, not work. It's not a car that's never, it's not a car, a relationship is not a car that never works. It's a car that always goes somewhere and you just need to make upkeep it. And if you're always working on it and it's never going anywhere, that's not a relationship. Like you have to be, the hardest thing you should do in your life shouldn't be your relationship. It should be the easiest thing. It should be you come home to your wife or your wife come home to you and you're like, hey, we can totally let it fly with how your day was and you you are my comfort nest you you are my safe zone you are my nest and i'm her nest and we just whoever's listening to this like i, I hope that you read it reach a point of comfort in your relationship where you're able to love your time with who you're with and it doesn't always feel like work that it just is maintenance and not work because they're two very different things relationships don't take work they take maintenance Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't you can't get any better than that. Nope. I mean, I, I always love being able to to like shoot around with you, uh, and you know, I just blabber a lot. Like, I, I you get me going, you get me going, Blaze, you get me going. <laughs> well, I don't think it's blabber. I appreciate you. And I don't think it's blabbering the people who happen to listen to this. The purpose of Matt Blaze Love Talk is to talk about relationships. And not everything is a problem. You know, things can be beautiful. And we want people to think about the good stuff as well as how to, how to fix, how to find solutions to problems. But right now, this week and this, this month, all I'm doing is talking about good things. I love the world needs more of that right now. The world really needs more of that. I think that we are sold the idea of problems too much. I think it's hard to get away from a lot of people say, Oh, things are worse than ever. Maybe they're not. Maybe you're just maybe people have just seen things that they're worse. They're, we don't ever get sold positivity and I don't know why. Positivity isn't marketable. It should be like good there's as much good in the world as there is bad we just don't get to see it because it's not newsworthy to be positive <laughs> <laughs> all right brother well thank you i love you man thank you for giving me time i always appreciate you i'm glad i was able to batch some time with you it's been a busy couple weeks and this was this was awesome all right thanks for everything may god bless you and uh, I believe we have another caller on the line. Maybe. I think you get the point. This is Matt Blaze Love Talk. Yeah, that other caller was Al Green. <laughs> these uh these recordings were just recorded recently just wanted to share them with you uh um hopefully we can do this again maybe we have a part three best moments in your relationship maybe we won't maybe we'll start on another subject whatever we do we're here 
Matt Blaze Love Talk, and you can leave a message at my email, makingmymark51 at gmail.com. Again, that's makingmymark51 at gmail.com. <clears throat> Had a little problem with the uh, Spotify Live. wasn't able to get it to even let me create a podcast and then record and then... Uh, send it to the publisher, which is Anchor. Two separate entities. So, we're just going to keep on going, uh, usually on Wednesday evenings. You have a nice one. This is Matt Blaze Love Talk. Hey folks, this is Matt Blaze with Moving Parts Episode 2. Now, understand, when you uh, when you receive the link, it's probably going to say Matt Blaze Love Talk is the the caption, uh, but this is Moving Parts, Episode 2. Um, I got a lot to fill you in on. I got a lot to say. I don't know exactly how well this is going to be received, but I need to explain to everybody what's been going on since October 23rd, 2023, when I had my triple bypass heart surgery. Uh if you if you listen to the first episode of Moving Parts, uh, I had a lot of information in there about what I did not do before the surgery and where you know things were and how crazy things were. Um, uh, things have also gotten better as well as crazy, and I'm gonna just kind of lay it out. I'm just gonna lay it out there. I want people to understand what's going on. This is Matt Blaze. Uh, if you want to call it Love Talk, you can go right ahead. Because it's about loving yourself and taking care of yourself. But uh, it's it's Moving Parts, Episode 2. And it's February 21st. It'll probably be published on the 22nd by the time I finish with the uh, recording. Uh, here we go. Um. <clears throat> uh, you know, I had triple bypass heart surgery because on October 16th, I had a mild heart attack and my blood pressure was through the roof. Uh, long story. Uh, they found out that I needed, my, my vessels were all clogged. Three of my four vessels were clogged up really bad. So they, uh, they, uh, they performed triple bypass heart surgery. On October 23rd. Um, I, I started this with a vengeance. Okay. We're all the way in February. Um, I'm still healing. I have a long road. To my. Complete healing process. It's a lot of ins and outs. Occupational therapy. Physical therapy. Home health nurse. The list goes on. Um, I was in several facilities before this, uh, one while I had my, my, uh, my toe removal, I had a pinky toe removed due to gangrene way back in September. <coughs> I've already covered most of that in, um, in, uh, moving parts episode one. Uh, <clears throat> and in that facility that I was in for a month or so, give or take, uh, in that facility, uh, I was still sick and I didn't even know it. 
and uh, the bids were really short. And I'm coming to I'm 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 sharing something right now. Uh, I'm six three and a quarter, and I could not get comfortable in the bed because I had to keep putting pillows on the bed frame at the foot of the bed. And not only that, unbeknownst to me, once again, unbeknownst to me, I <clears throat> suffered what's called a pressure wound on my ankle, on my left ankle, the same ankle of the foot that just lost the toe. And it was, it, I didn't even know it was there. And uh, the second facility after I had my heart surgery, because I went to a different facility, uh, uh, they had either they removed the footboard or they just had longer beds, one or the other. But I had room to stretch my legs out. And the wound care specialist comes in one day, right in the beginning. I don't remember exactly when. And he goes, hey, what's wrong with your, your ankle? <laughs> so I've got this nasty pressure wound on my ankle uh way back in in you know in october and november it's mostly november uh november december i'm dealing with this pressure wound now fortunately i was already in a facility when i got out in january uh looks like the the wound didn't heal properly and it caused more problems so anyway <clears throat> Let's back it up a little bit. Uh, this podcast is supposed to be like an informational thing for people who go through surgery. Um, I had a like I had a wild hair up my ass, and I wanted to share with people what I'm dealing with all these months. Um, so, uh, the after-surgery thing, I might have to squeeze it in later, or maybe I'll put it in a third episode or whatever. Uh, Spotify's kind of changing a few things around on how they do podcasts or whatever, so uh, I, it's going to be a little, little I'm going to squeeze as many episodes in as I can. <clears throat> but I need people to understand something. I'm going off. This, this... This 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 episode is actually me going off. Um, I'm an independent person normally, and paying bills and all the other kind of stuff or whatever is just a part of life. You know, you go through life and you you pay your bills or whatever, right? And the means that you have is what you use to get it done. Well, before I got sick. And had the heart surgery, not even talking about the foot surgery, that was a whole nother world. But the heart surgery, of course, gave me a new lease on life and it gave me an opportunity to move forward and do good things. Period. That's it. I could end the podcast right there. Being a positive person, serving God, and doing the right thing uh, for the rest of your life, period. <laughs> that could do it. Now, <clears throat> what I am going to say is this, is that uh, I'm going to speak on a lot of different things. One, uh, 
being independent and being able to go to work. Okay. Uh, my three jobs were, I had, uh, you know, I was, uh, IHSS taking care of my mother. I was IHSS taking care of my sister. And at that time, back in September and October, I had already cut myself down for my sister's hours and gave them all to her other two caregivers, female caregivers, for specific reasons. And also because they deserved it, they needed it. And because whatever I did for my sister over the years was always just simply out of love and being paid for it was an actual bonus and a blessing from God. So I had three jobs, okay? Uh, and if you listen to episode one, it explains a lot of different things about how I ignored pain and was very bad to myself. Very, very bad. Um, I am uh, right now, uh, as of, uh, let's say the end of October, early November, I was unable to pay my rent. Okay. Now that's November, December, January, and February. I have not paid my landlord it says $700 plus a $50 late fee. Um, <clears throat> there's some programs out there that'll assist or whatever, my my landlord is uh, unwilling to participate in those programs. That's a long story. Uh, but that's either here nor there. I still owe her the money. Uh, being a responsible person, being an independent person, not able to take care of that. And then you add car note insurance. Then you add I'm ca car insurance, $226 a month average. Um, and, uh, you have utilities, phone bill, electric bill, water bill, gas bill, uh, everyday eating every day, you know, oh, well, I was in a facility, but this is, this is part of how I think. But the point is, is that, um, I had, a a debt consolidation that I set up way back in March and during for the debt consolidation it was $329 a month okay so I'm trying to pay all these bills before I got sick and now they're all out the window and they're piling up and I'm beginning to lose my ever-loving mind I've been trying to get in touch with Social Security since way back in November okay trying to establish that just finished it in January and then guess what they tell me in January I'm kind of skipping around guys you got to keep up I'm sorry social security tells me in January say you might get better service if you apply for disability with the state with EDD and I'm going well I'm finished with everything with you guys, why do I have to do that? Oh, because it's going to take three to five months because we have to ship all this information to Fresno. Oh my God, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, that's another story. We'll go. We'll get into that later. 
government stuff has always been bad. Didn't matter whether you Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. And I'm a Democrat. But the point is, is that no matter what establishment it is, no matter what, whatever, it's it's always got to be some red tape, some backwards stuff, and some this and that and whatever. So I finish all my paperwork in January. I can't. I, I'll give you the date some other time. If somebody wants to call me up and ask me what date it was, I'll pull it up for them and ask and answer them. But the point is, is that I get all of this stuff done. And they tell me it's going to take three to five months. I say, excuse me, sir. You you didn't hear what I said. I'm about to be homeless. My landlord wants to put me out. Okay. For non-payment of rent, et cetera, et cetera. And I have other bills that have to be paid, but nobody's listening. It's like, it's like people don't hear. They don't hear what I'm trying to say. They don't hear what's going on. Okay. Yes, this is Matthew going off. Matthew is going off. When you listen to this podcast, Matthew is going off. Okay. Why? Because if I go back to work after I got out of the care facility. Now understand, I got out of the care facility, but I'm still in like being cared for. Occupational therapy, physical therapy, uh, home health nurse, <coughs> multiple, multiple different doctors that I go to every, every week. That might as well be a job where you get paid. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to a doctor's appointment at least three times a week for different things. And they're all trying to help me and they're all assisting me. I can tell you stories about that too. All these doctors are working for me, helping me and guiding me. And they're all willing to participate with social security or state disability or whoever. They're willing to do whatever is necessary. Uh, and the real, oh, about the state disability thing. And I said to the guy, I said, well, you know, why do you think he said no it's, it, go with state disability and you know i said well what if i get it i said he, i told him i said you know isn't that going to cause a problem with social security he said no you just report it report everything that you get and and be upfront with every penny and everything you know you get something from dis from state then tell tell the federal government and if you get something from the federal government you tell state disability whatever so I go through the process. Now, this is January. I go through the process of trying to get in touch with uh, EDD, which I've been trying to do that since November. This is not a new thing. I've been trying, uh, actually October. I've been trying to work with them since October and you can never get them on the phone. Now, I'm in a care facility all this time from September all the way until January. I'm unable to to go anywhere and knock on somebody's door and say, hi, uh, is this EDD? I need this help or I need that. You can't do that when you're in a facility and you're laying on your back and you're supposed to be focusing on healing yourself. Now, that's the other thing. Focusing on healing yourself takes a lot. You have to block out a lot of things. And a lot of companies that are saying to me now, where's our money? And a lot of entities, I should say, uh, asking, you know, whatever. I'm like, I can't, I, I can't do anything about it. 
The only thing I was able to pay for was my phone bill, and I had to beg money for that. I got I got money from different family members and 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 cousins and and oh my God, you would not believe a couple, you know. But the money disappears as soon as it hits your hand. Okay, just to give it to you lightly. I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of losing my mind, and yes, I'm going off. I, I right now I'm like eight thousand dollars in debt minimum. And 3300 of it is rent. That give you an idea of what's going on? Okay. Now, I'm very fortunate. I have people that are working with me. I have people that are, that are patient with me. And my landlord was, was one of them in the beginning. But right now, she's ballistic. And she's really losing it. And that's a whole other story. But... Um, I, I want people to understand that when you're healing your body, you have to tune everything out. You have to tune, push it all away. Okay. And, uh, there's so many little details of what happens when you're, when you're in a care facility or a hospital or whatever, which is what this podcast was supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about healing your body after triple bypass heart surgery um look i'm 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 I, I just want people to know that whatever you 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 hear or this that or the other uh god is the answer yes i know i already know that in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit jesus christ is the answer i don't have no problem with that okay and i know for a fact he's in my corner so when I say I'm going off, this is for uh for the podcast sort of and for my feelings sort of. I'm I'm dumping it out there. I'm letting people know that when you can't because oh god, get Matt, you're talking too fast. If anybody can understand me, I hope it's okay. Um I have that pressure wound on my ankle. Because I was in a care facility. Now I got a pressure wound on my ankle today in February that happened back in September and October. And I'm sitting here scratching my head going, okay, if I want to go back to work and I do go back to work, I could damage my ankle. I could damage my social security disability if they decide to clear me i could damage my state disability if they decide to clear me <clears throat> and there's not going to be any problem because the moment something happens i am reporting it <laughs> you know they give me five dollars i'm telling them hey you gave me five bucks you know i'm making a joke but you know there's a lot of things that go on in the the healing process, the recovery process, because here's the thing. I'm going off and I want people to know that I'm still in control through Christ. I'm still in control because of God. I'm still in control because he is a wonderful God and because I'm focused. Now, I'm doing a recording because sometimes people don't listen to me. 
And they go, well, how can you be $8,000 in debt? Well, it's been damn near six months. Basically, in a sense, I mean, the surgery for my heart was on October 23rd, but I ain't worked since September. Okay? So, count the months. Okay, October, November, December, January, February. Well, that's five months. I I missed a month. <coughs> I guess my point is this, is that where do they think all this stuff goes and what happens? You know, I'm lucky to have a cell phone and a tablet so that I can do my podcast. Um, I'm lucky to have a whole, I'm saying lucky, excuse me, blessed, 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 blessed. Blessed. That's right. Blessed. Um, I, 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 I'm doing the recording for a reason. Uh, for that reason, and also because I want people to understand what's kicking, what's going down. Um, I don't know how this podcast thing is going to work in the next four to six months or whatever. They say it's changing in June. Um, I'm going to try to do a little something. Right here. Um, Now that I've gone off and I've said what I said about being independent, being able to take care of yourself, being able to take care of whatever responsibilities you have and not being able to do it because your body is still healing. And the foot situation, the ankle situation is drastic. Um, I'm getting ready to go to bariatric uh, uh, pressure treatment. Uh, it'll be five times a week for a solid month, two hours a day. Bariatric pressure treatment, if I'm pronouncing the the acronyms correctly. But anyway, back to the, the purpose of what this podcast was supposed to be. It's not supposed to be Matthew going off and losing his mind. It's supposed to be <clears throat> things that happen after surgery for certain people, for me. Remove the intubation tube as soon as possible. Okay? Remove the intubation tube as soon as possible. That surgery was major. I made it through Christ. That surgery was awesome. My doctor's uh, the 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 way they knitted me together was like a like a little grandmother taking her time and putting little bitty stitches, little cute little stitches. I had the best knitted uh, stitches in the world. Okay, uh, number one, remove the intubation tube. Why? Because I feel weird. I don't know about other people. I feel weird having an intubation tube and laying on my back. I'm like, get that out of me or link, get me, angle me up. Okay. All right. And uh, uh, angle me at a 45 degree angle or a 90 degree angle, one or the other. I don't know how that, what angles or what. Uh, get me up. Okay. For, I just can't, I can't deal with that laying on my back and being awake and having a tube down my throat. It's, it's a mental thing for me. Okay, so that is number one for me. Other people may not have that problem. Okay, um, I was very fortunate. Great doctors, great nurses, uh, 
anesthesiologists, everything. Everything was great. Okay, they took good care of me. Uh, there are things that I learned about myself and that maybe uh, this is the portion, this is the portion of the of the podcast that was actually supposed to be read and done. Um, I, I, I planned this over a month ago, may, maybe a month and a half before I even got out of the, the second care facility, which had longer beds. Um, uh, number two, wet my lips. Okay. Uh, wipe my nose and clean my eyes. Okay. Those those things are essential when you're coming out of a very powerful, very deep surgery. Wet my lips. I don't like to be and wet my mouth. You know, get me, you know, whether the intubation tube is there or not. Wet my mouth, wet my lips. Okay. Wipe my nose and clean my eyes so I can see. Put my glasses on so I can see. Okay. Um, uh, uh, make sure clear my breathing and my throat, which I kind of already said. All right. That's number three. Number four. Uh, don't laugh. This is serious. Fix my family jewels. If they're tied up in a knot, unknot them. Okay. Straighten me out. Okay. I don't like being all tied up in a knot and I can't move my arms because they got tubes in them or I can't move because I can't move or whatever. You know, get my shit straight. Okay. Big time. Maybe I ought to put a warning on here. Make it a PG-13. Anyway. <clears throat> Maybe. Um, that's number four. Uh, part of number four also is if I need to allow me, step out the room and allow me to pass gas. That's, you know, this is, this is steps after surgery. You know, every person may be different, but this is some things also, I learned a little bit about myself, about, you know, I got a little bit of OCD going through surgeries and going through care facilities. I had some things that if I wasn't getting certain things a certain way, uh, my OCD would kick in. Uh, I'm not, I don't net, I don't naturally have that as far as I know. Maybe I, maybe I did. Maybe I had it. It was always there. Um, uh, number five, uh, remove the cathera. Uh, that's just a precaution that they use uh, when you're on dialysis for 12 years or going on 11 and a half years. Uh, you pretty much don't need a cathera, but that's a precaution and that's natural what they do with surgery. But get that sucker out of me. Fast as, fast as you can. Get it out. Number six. Okay. Take a deep breath and clear your lungs. You have to use your heart pillow, which is what they, they want you to put a big, giant heart pillow on your chest and squeeze your chest, okay, so that you can 
breathe properly, okay, and that you don't bust any stitches, okay, um, that's going to happen a lot, you know, whenever you cough, you need that pillow, you need to cross your arms and hold your, hold your chest so that you don't bust your stitches when you're coughing, clearing your throat, coughing, belching, all that stuff. That's number five. Number six. Uh, I just said number six. Uh, number seven. Um, uh, make sure that you get your nurse to give you ice chips and or water. Uh, I like both, but I found that I preferred more ice than actual water. Uh, because if you're not sitting straight up, it's hard to swallow. That's another step that you have to take. Uh, number eight, be careful of all chest movements. I might not be saying the numbers up there. Uh, be careful of all chest movements. That's a twist to the right, twist to the left. That's a, a movement with your shoulders back and forth. You got to watch everything. There are steps that you take as the weeks go by where certain movements you can and cannot do and you have to be you have to be on point with that i might have to do a third podcast for the details because there's i have like 30 or 40 different pages of stuff telling you how to exercise how to do all types of different things as the days and the months and the weeks go by um, number eight, Ugh. um, whew. oh yeah, yeah, I already said this one, <laughs> I have OCD, that's what it says for number nine, for, for number nine, that I definitely found out I have OCD, what I mean is in this position and these things, in life, I may have, but I don't think I do in life. Number 10, everything must be in the right place. You know, the coffee cup here, the hot, the, you know, when they start feeding you liquid, because that's the first thing they do is they give you liquid. You know, it, it could be a co coffee, it could be hot broth, you know, it could be cold water. Whatever it is, they're going to give you jello, whatever it is, it has to be in the right place got to be placed in the right place so that you can reach it. That's another thing. Sometimes they'll put stuff right in your face. It's like, would you push that back? Don't put it in my face. You know, you, you, you learn these things if you ever have heart surgery or any kind of serious surgery. Uh, it has to be in the right place. Um, uh, tissue, you got to have tissue to blow your nose. That's another thing. My nose, for some reason, just keeps running. It, it, it just keeps running when it wants to. And then other times, it's like dry as a, a bone, you know. And you got to have tissue. Uh, um, I got some other numbers here I'm going to skip over. Uh, oh, here we go. Number 13. <laughs> Oh, all medications must be on time. Now, understand this. I can understand five minutes, 20 minutes, 
30 minutes. Okay. But if you're hours off with medication, you know, come on. All right. And the only way you can do that is by you paying attention. Okay. Uh. Oh, I still was in the middle when I'm in the beginning of this uh, healing from the, from the uh, from the heart surgery. I was in one facility for the foot surgery, but when I went into the facility, first I was in the hospital for about a week, eight days, something like that, and then I went to another facility, which shall remain nameless at this time. They're all, you know, the first one had bed problems, the second one was okay. Okay, so they're all okay. Okay, but the bed problem was the problem because it caused something that's causing me a problem today in February. This is back in September and October and November. So, uh, uh, I need a, a decent pillow for my neck. I have neck issues. I've got a couple neck pillows and I had to ask mom to bring it up and different things like that so gotta have what you want to make yourself comfortable uh the neck pillow was ultimate for me uh fortunately they had room for my feet when i got to the second facility in in uh in november well it's actually the last day of october i think i showed up on halloween uh and foot elevation because i'm still healing from the toe surgery back in September, on September 15th, I had to elevate my foot. I had to keep my foot elevated. Uh, and uh, they had, I had to get pillows and I got some from my house and I got some from the hospital and all that kind of stuff. Um, sternum protection, cough protection, movement protection, uh, how you do things... Oh, Oh, don't even talk about going to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll get to that later. I might even have to do a whole... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you don't want to lift your arms above your head. That's another thing they didn't want. I was like, huh? No, you can't lift your arms above your head. <laughs> that was especially for the first two months, I think it was. You don't want to open your arms too wide. You can't lift anything. You can barely lift, you know, everything you have to ask for. Get them to lift it for you. Uh, liquid diet for the first, you know, 36 to 48 hours. Um, oh, I had an oxygen oximeter. Get yourself an oxygen oximeter and uh, something to, you want them to check your blood pressure. But if you can get one, get it for yourself too. But oximeter and heart rate, very important because that will tell you kind of sort of how your heart is doing, how your oxygen is saturating and how your heart is beating. And I went through a process where my heart went up and down in the beginning and then in the second month, everything was fine. Um, I am a, an insulin, I am an insulin dependent diabetic. And I am a kidney dialysis patient. So I've got the triple whammy. I'm going to end this podcast on the triple whammy. My dear people, I am a, I have to have a diet for my 
diabetes, a diet for my dialysis, for my kidney dialysis, and now a heart-healthy diet. So you got a three-punch whammy that you have to pay attention to, even if the people in the hospital or the care center are not feeding you what you're supposed to eat. You have to check them every time. I can't eat that or put that over here or no, I want less of this and more of that. This is a very, 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 very serious thing. Uh, so you're dealing with three different diets, okay? And you just came out of the most wonderful surgery on the planet Earth. And then you have a CPAP machine or oxygen. Oxygen is good. CPAP is more uh, conducive for sleeping and for how things work. So I had to get that from my house. Um, <clears throat> eating, drinking, sleeping, oxygen, food, diet, and how they feed you, what time they feed you, how much they feed you, and you know, this is after the first 36 to 48 hours of liquid diet, and then they go to regular food, soft food, and then they move up. And, you know, every every couple of days is something different where they add more to it. But it still has to be monitored. So this is a long podcast. I apologize for the length. Uh, only got into the after the heart surgery part until after I went off and lost my mind. Pray for me, people, and uh, look, this is uh, this is what it is, you know, uh, I'm spitting it out there, uh, I'm going to do the best I can to spread this around, uh, if you can deal with it, deal with it, if you can't, go ahead and uh, pass it on to somebody else, <laughs> might even have some advertising in this thing, I don't even know how to do it. All I want you people to do is just understand that, thank God, I made it. Yes, I'm complaining, but I'm letting people know that I would rather be the one taking care of myself through Christ. I keep saying that, through Christ, than having to depend upon someone else to pay my bills, to... uh. Uh, assist me with this assistance or that assistance. Don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem. I'm not vain. I don't have a problem with, with people helping me. Okay. What it is, is, is that it, it's different when you do it yourself or when you have to wait for someone else to come to you. There have been several different organizations that have done a little bit of assistance here and there and whatever. We'll get into that some other time, but people, I need your prayers. And I need more prayers. Okay. Long podcast. God bless. I'm going to try to do a moving parts episode three. With a little more detail about diet. Because when you're dealing with three separate diets that you have to administer to yourself. And you have to pay attention to each it's unbelievable. And then you're in a facility where you don't control what goes in your mouth. You, They have to feed you and you have to accept what they give you. That 
can be an entire podcast all by itself. And I don't know how long that's going to take. So anyway, God is good. Thank y'all. God bless y'all. Those who listen, thank y'all. God bless you. Uh, if you got uh, an advertisement coming up in the beginning or at the end, please honor it and send it to other people. <laughs> you know, God is good. And yes, it is all about God. Thank you for everything. Amen.